0: This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special podcast episode. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host, and uh, just honored to be joined with special guest today, who has an amazing testimony of life change thanks to Jesus. We'll be talking to Elisa Loon, and welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me today. I'm very honored to be here.
0: Well, it's wonderful to have you. And you're here in Oklahoma and you're serving with Oklahoma Baptist Homes for Children, but you've had an amazing life journey. Recently, Baptist Press carried a story about that. Could you just tell people about uh, what God has done in your life?
1: Yes, um, I am come from the very broken um, to start with. I live in the darkness. But um, even though throughout that time, before I even know God, God already have a plan for me when I look back from now um, to then. And God shining His light in my life, and He planted a seed in my life that I didn't even know. Um, but thank God now I look back and I can see the pieces that He put it together like a puzzle.
0: That's very good, very good. And so you, uh, to, to give some even more detail, you were from Southeast Asia, and um, you had you'd grew up in difficult circumstances. Can you describe some of what that was like?
1: Uh, yes. So I am a Chan from Chan State in Burma. Uh, my group of people called called uh, the Shan or the Thai um, people. And so Burma took over our nations by force and violence. And um, so they burned down my village. And I even was in a house one time that when the house would burn down. And then they um, forced us to relocate it um, near their base. And I lost my father and my Mm -hmm. brother um, into that. Uh, civil war as well. Um, I don't know all the details, but uh, I lost my dad. uh, Since I was a baby, the only memory I have of him is when I crawled on his dead body,
0: Hmm.
1: um, trying to wake him up. And I thought, why is that memory? And I thought it was just a dream. Uh, Recently, I asked my mom if that was my dream or is the actual event. Uh, My family don't talk much about the past, but I'm thankful that my mom willing to tell me the truth. She said that um, I was crying on my dead father and trying to wake him up and all over his body and he didn't wake up.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah, that's very hard, even even to think about, and that memory. And you, as you grew up, you know, as a young person, you tried to find uh, peace through difficult circumstances. Can can you talk about some of the things you went through just in those hard times as well, Elisa?
1: Yes. Um, first of all, I want to say I thank God for the life that I had been given. Mm-hmm. Um, Even through a difficult time or good time, I thank God for that. Um, Even though I cannot go back and relive that life again, and I don't want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, But I know if I have to, God will help me walk through it again. But um, so we being relocated into a new uh, place and uh, we lost everything. We lost a home. We lost our uh, resources. We are farmer, and um, we lost the land. Um, so we, I was in a wall where the gunshotting and everything flew over my head, and um, and then finding the shelter. And my mom did not know what to do and tell us to jump into the well that's very really deep. And for her at that moment, that was the way we gonna be safe from the gun shooting and bombing. But I thank God because at that moment, we don't know one of the gentlemen just come and grab us to the shelter. And I woke up uh, in the morning. I remember at that night when the gun shooting and everything bombing, I just wish that I can disappear and find somewhere that I am safe and have peace and not have to be intense. But uh, when I woke up in the morning, uh, get out from the shelter, uh, the body lined out, and um, there's a, uh, the hole and everything in there, and I don't understand what was happening. Um, I still, uh, at that time, I didn't get it. Um, and then later on, my family moved to live in a jungle. Um, so we, we cut out trees, uh, make charcoal, and um, we keep going deeper and deeper in the jungle. And um, my parents, we just making a small hunt and keeping moving around. And uh, my stepfather is addicted to opium.
0: Hmm.
1: And um, and when I tell them I have headache, they would tell me to just use opium. So that uh, we don't know about medical, we don't know about healthcare. Uh, we live very like further away from everyone and so me and my sister we have to carry wood and charcoal about uh, 30 kilometers to just from the forest carry them to where we can sell them uh, where the people are digging for jet and diamond and even though after we sell that we cannot buy anything that we wanted because we have to save the money for my stepdad opium. And also the only thing we can buy was rice and salt.
0: Wow. Wow. So you had been living as a refugee, been settled to this other area. Uh, Your family was facing difficulty and then this addiction issue. And, uh, you you talked in one of the articles about how you were trying to find peace uh, you I believe uh, you mentioned Buddhism oh and, yeah and can, can you talk about your spiritual journey and and what you were struggling through with that
1: yes so um I grew up very strong Buddhist uh, mm-hmm. a family and I would practice like early in the morning um, I would go to the um, mountain to get the five water Um to just please the Buddhist, just to offer the best everything to the Buddhist and the spirit. We believe like Buddhism, spirit uh, everywhere. And we are very um, um, afraid of like offending the spirit. Uh, and then I thought that's how the way I should live my life. And I was very strong in Buddhist. And, uh, but later on, when I moved to Thailand, um, I continue to uh, learn more about my Buddhism, and I become a leader uh, of like Buddhist class in right. the school. And then um, by the age of eighteen, I realized that my Buddhist way not gonna save me. My Buddhist way is not gonna help me. Um, not. Uh, Buddhist not only going to help me, and also myself also cannot help myself. Mm. So um, that's what to the point that I needed to seek something that's greater than myself and greater than uh, Buddhism. And that's when I started to kneel down and ask um, uh, if there was a God, and if this God is real, and that if he will come change my life.
0: That's powerful. And, uh, you know, as, as you were searching, uh, I believe you shared how you, you didn't have a sense of peace and, and you were, you were a hurting person and going through a struggle. Uh, could you, could you recount some of that or speak to that? And then, then also how, how you encountered Jesus in, in the gospel?
1: So I lived by myself when I was 15 and, um, as a girl living in a, uh, by myself in a city, um, I I faced so many things, like people hurting me. And being a Chan is more disadvantageous in a society. And being a girl, being a Chan is like, I put myself in a very vulnerable situation. And so there's so many things that happened to me. And, um, and then my heart, Getting harder and harder, and I, I run away from being a chan, running away from being who I am, uh, who I was, and then um, then I try to be someone else that was not me, mm-hmm. and I try to find something else that can fulfill me, even uh, like going after money, going after different things. And of course, man, because I lack of father figure in my life, and I um, believe in a lies that I thought my father was abandoned me. Um, so I need the, that kind of love to fulfill me. Mm-hmm. But um, the more I search for the thing of the world, is the more I feel empty. And then um, at some point, all oh, I know the only image emotion that I have was anger Mm -hmm. and I cannot control my anger and I was so numb. Um I remember I don't have a feeling and I say why can't I cry? Why can't I be have like compassion? I don't know was it love, was this peace? Um and I practiced all the uh all the Buddhist way that Mm -hmm. I could and it didn't It's only give me peace like a couple hours or a Mm -hmm. couple days, but then it's getting worse. And so I come to the point of like, I wanted to get away of everything. And that when I'm thinking about uh, when I was thinking about like suicidal Mm. and just to run away from everything and just to numb myself. And then one thought come to mind was, okay, if I die, where would I go? Mm -hmm. And then I say, well, uh, the only way I know was a Buddhist way, and Buddhist way is about like uh, waiting between good and bad, and and then you like you face the consequence of your action. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I look back to my life, yes, a lot of things is other people hurt me, and a lot of things also circumstance, but also my choices that I made. That I'm not proud of, and those are consequences that I will have to face. And I remember I wanted something just to cleansing me from whatever I was and just give me a new life. That's what I wanted. So after I recall that I know I'm not going to go heaven based on Buddhist way. And so I start searching for, okay. so now how can I cleanse myself? Like, how can I have a new life? Like, how can I change myself? So I try in all the way, all the knowledge that I could, all the ability that I can. I even do bungee jump because I feel the height. And I thought if I could do bungee jump, um, challenging my fear of height then I can change my life and it changed me for two or three days and then it's getting worse so none of that was working but then one day I was at the pharmacy where I work and I I remember there was a two ladies come to my house when I was 12 and they tell me about God mm. and they say this God is everywhere and I was like yeah that's there's, there's one God, that's my last option, this one God. And I don't know who this God is, but I say, I kneel down. And I don't even know how to pray back then, but I kneel down. And I say, God, if you're real, come change my life. Mm-hmm. And then later on, um, a month or so later, there was uh, people come to where I work, I work in a tourist area, Mm -hmm. and so they brought me a book and give me a book called This Is My Story or This Is My Mm -hmm. Life. And when they give it to me, they say they will come back. And a lot of customers say they will come back, but I see something different in them. And um, when they left, I start reading the book. Uh, And in a book, it's talking about Jesus and how jesus was their friend and how jesus were uh, changing people's life and they started reading about an eye for an eye and teeth for a an teeth and jesus was ta- uh, teaching about like if one if people step on your one cheek turn the other cheek for them yes and i thought this was so profound for me because in i i also involved in a gang life um uh, not that i was like uh my choice I was being in there by the time I know I was already in there. Um so in a gang life like it's more about like if someone hurt me one I m- have to make I make sure that I hurt them ten ten times. Mm-hmm. But then when I see b- about Jesus tell them to turn the other cheek for them, I was like, wow, this is something I needed. I want it. It's very interesting me. And then um uh, And then I wanted to know more about who is the Jesus. And at the time, I did not know it was Jesus was Christian Mm -hmm. because I grew up uh, disliked Christian. Not that I know anything about Christian um, because I have heard a lot about Christian uh, from my Buddhist teacher or from Mm -hmm. other people. And so I just dislike Christian. But when I heard about Jesus, I want to know more about him. And the people that give me the book come back with the girl in the team. And when I saw her I say, I just wanna be like her. Mm. And then we start having conversation. My English was not that great and the Bible was in Thai and in English and she will point it to me. And um uh One night when we were talking, she told me about Jesus, and she said, if you walk with Jesus, you walk in this direction, and you turn totally to the other way. And I said, that is what I wanted.
0: Amen. What a powerful turn of events, and to think God had brought these people to you with good news, literally the good news, but news that seemed good to you. At what point did you yield your life to Jesus and turn your life to Jesus
1: uh, well, the charter missionary that came uh, before they left, they connecting me with um, the uh, local IMB missionary. Yes. Um, and then I, they started to disciple me, come meet with me, um, yes. and try to connecting with me. At first, I was so uh, resistant mm-hmm. because. I have a difficult time trusting people. Um, but they were so persistent. They've been praying for me. They continue to come to meet me, even though when I um, um, when I try not to see them, but they're still trying to see me. And they tell me more about Jesus and how Jesus lived his life. And uh, they tell me about how Jesus loved me and who Jesus is. And so... The more I started to know more about Jesus, the more I have peace. And the more that is what my heart wanted. And so I started to, um, I remember I asked one of the person that taught me, her name is Brooke. She said, Kim and Brooke. And when I asked them, I say, I don't know everything about Jesus yet. But they say, well, it's okay to not know about everything, but am I willing to accept Jesus into my life? And I say, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's when I um, uh, surrender my life to Christ. And um, I can see that it was not me who worked to get over anger. It was not me uh, that trying to be kind and nice to other people. It was not me that wanted to share the gospel or what Jesus have done in my life and in uh, what Jesus had done on earth and how he loved other people. It was not me. It was God just working through me and at some point I forgot that I used to be angry. At some point I forgot that I used to be ashamed of who I was as a Chan, or who I was as a, a, a person that being in the shame and guilt and everything and it's, all I embraced was the grace and the love of Christ in my life and that's what keep me going and I used to not have a purpose in my life except for working and making money um, but then when I come to know Christ I know what my purpose is to live the life to glorify his name and also to share about what he had done in my life.
0: Amen. So, well. Now you're here in Oklahoma, and you're serving with a ministry role, and God's given you a heart for other people. Uh, The other day when I talked to you and we were planning this podcast, you said, I just want to share the gospel of Jesus with people. What would you say to that person out there that feels far away from God or that they've done too many bad things that that God couldn't love them? What would you want them to know, Elisa?
1: As long as you live, God is not done with you. There's always hope in Christ. And He loves you, and He's waiting for you to return to Him because He created you, and He cares for you so much. And you might think that your sin is too great for Him to use you, but His plan and His way is higher than what you can think and what you can imagine. Um, If you surrender to Him, he can work in your life, and He can bring your hope and your peace and your joy. That only can come from Him.
0: Amen. It's yes. powerful. So now you are at a Baptist church here in Oklahoma, and you yes. have a church family and a pastor. What kind of impact have they had on your life?
1: I cannot thank thank God enough for them. Um, uh, I love my pastor, wife, and my pastor family. Um, they were the one who discipled me when I was in Thailand. They were a chapter missionary from i m b and they discipled me uh at the beginning of my faith in Thailand for two years before they moved back to the u s and we got reconnected um a few years ago and I Live with them for a couple years, Mm -hmm. and they help grow me. They speak true to my life, and they're pointing me to Christ. And not only that, they connect me with the church family, not that I only rely on them, but they help me to rely on God and rely on the community and rely on accountability and rely on the prayer of others. And so uh, not only that, they also... Teach me how I can be fruitful to other people allow me and how I can point in other people to, to the one true source of strength, peace, and joy is Jesus and also how I can walk alongside with other people. Even though I was in a process of healing, I'm in a process of growing. So that's what I love about my pastor, wife, and their family. Yes,
0: that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Well, uh, as we as we come to the end of our time, uh, I thought we could uh, ask how we could pray for you as Oklahoma Baptist churches and pastors and people listening to this. How can we best pray for you? Uh,
1: Please pray for the opportunity for me to continue to witness in Christ, no matter where I go, whether here or whether somewhere else, and that I will. Stay uh, integrity with God and with other people, and um, be faithful in sharing and witnessing of who He is in my life. So pray for th- that. I will stand firm, like what Paul say, uh, stand firm and also stand firm. Mm-hmm. So please pray that, uh, pray for me that I will continue to stand firm um, in Christ, no matter where I. Be no matter where I go or where I will be or who I will meet in the future.
0: We sure will. Thank you. Elisa, thank you for sharing your story. Just amazing what God has done in your life and to think that he was with you the whole way and brought the good news to you, changed your life and now you're uh, telling others about him and what he can do in their hearts. So just thank you, thank you, thank you for for sharing all that.
1: Well, thank God, and also thank you for giving me this opportunity to uh, witness what God has done in my life. Amen. Thank you.
0: Well, we're gonna be uh, publishing this podcast and following Elisa's story in the Baptist Messenger, so go to BaptistMessenger.com to find out more. Elisa, God bless you. And your life, in ministry, and, and thank you again for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you. I it. Thank you all. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.